Here we go into the 4 o'clock hour. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris. Chris, hello. Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby. Together in our Odyssey Palace studios. Also, you can enjoy on YouTube. Join the chat. Search for 97.3 The Fan and uh, watch the program on YouTube every single day. We're on till 6 o'clock. Then Scraby and the Chronicles take over after that. Tomorrow, Tony Gwynn Jr. leaves for spring training. And uh, he'll be joining us uh, in and out the show tomorrow. But tomorrow at noon, make a note of it, we are carrying the very first spring training game. The Dodgers and the Padres going at it. Tomorrow afternoon, I think the first pitch is scheduled for 12-10. But if I were you, I would tune in right at noon so you don't miss the return to the airwaves of our friends Jesse Agler and Tony Gwynn Jr. You know what I just thought of? What? Hmm? I have my tablet for my score for my scorecard. I totally forgot that. Oh, I had that's right. You don't have to keep score anymore. That's right. You've got the new uh, newfangled. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's your your scorecard is the most is the nicest looking baseball scoring thing I've ever seen, and it it files away every game. Right? It does keeps a record of them for you. It does. I'm uh, if I can get it up here, I'm gonna show. The, the folks on YouTube. Have uh, Scraby like. uh, take a picture of it. Maybe he can tweet it out. But, yeah, yeah, scorekeeping has never been a prettier art than it is now, thanks to uh, this uh, Major League Baseball scoring I'm app. not. I'm not actually going to put Tony's computer thing down, but me personally, I would want to have those books. For the rest of time. Yeah, until you have about four years the of point. them stacked that's the up. Point. Yeah, that's why I moved away from them. I figured. Because somebody like myself, I, I have um I have a little hoarding in me. And so That's where I'm I I have a I still have the books that I've used through the first three, four years, and I can't throw them away. I just can't. And so I knew myself, if I just kept going this way, I'd have a stack of books. And, uh, and those four years' worth of books have a lot of erasers and pen yes. marks. And yes. They don't look as clean. Wrinkled pages. Memories. That is all. <laughs> Memories. you like turning a page and getting a paper cut. Yeah. Uh, someone's asking, uh, what is this called, Tony? Can someone download this or is this a uh, broadcaster well, thing? No, I, I actually had uh, some of the guys uh, at the tech guys for the Padres they basically we took a we took a scorecard, kind of changed it up a little bit to my liking, and then we um, had to download an app. It was a good notes, I believe, is the app. But then they found a way to they get, found a way to, to get the card oh on there, goodness, and so really? now, bada bing, bada boom. That's it's pretty crazy. incredible the yeah. way he uh, is able to keep score now. There's no question. Uh, anyway. Uh, there's a look at it on YouTube. They can't. If you're uh, watching there, there, the uh, there, 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 proceeding. Hang on. I'm trying to see. find your face, the AI let me the see. camera. Well, you're not really pointing at well, there it. Is. There you go. It's turning for me. There you go. There you go. All right. Boom. That is cool, though. That's a, it's a, And it saves everything for you. And if yes. you make a mistake, you have no problem erasing it and writing a, a, a new score. You know, what's going, what, what gets interesting, obviously, in these spring training games is there's a yes. lot of bodies coming in. So... Um, we'll figure it out. Haven't done that yet. Haven't used this for a spring training game. So gotcha. We'll see. All right. Uh, tomorrow, make a note of it. Spring training game number one right here on 97.3 The Fan. Make a note of this. Later in the show, two hours away, we are going to give away a pair of tickets to a Padres spring training game. And if you win those, 
you'll be qualified for a trip to Peoria to see a Padres spring training game. More information on how you can do that coming up in the final two hours of the show. Before we get to Chris versus the fans, Lori Ello, for whatever reason last night, was reading Tony Gwynn's Wikipedia page. <laughs> Wait, the, junior the, the or OG senior? Or me? The OG. Okay. The original gangsta, Tony Gwynn's Wikipedia <laughs> page. Good job, Chris. <laughs> and she came across a note, and she goes, well, I'm sure you know this. And she read me the note, and I did not know it. So I'm sharing this with everybody, because it's a good one. Did you all know that Tony Gwynn Sr., Got his first hit in the major leagues on July 19th, 1982. Yes. A lot of you knew that. Did you also know that his son, Tony Gwynn Jr., got his first major league hit also on July 19th? Oh, that is crazy. 24 years later. Four years. 24 years later. Your first hit was against? Brian Wilson. A- Giant. And it went for? Double. A double. Oh. And his dad's first hit went for a double as well off Sid Manji of the Philadelphia Phillies. Were you, was this uh, Brian Wilson the closer? He wasn't the closer at the time. He was the eighth. He was the setup man at the setup time. Guy. Still pretty nasty. Yeah, yeah, no. I also found out that I faced Brian Wilson in the Cape Cod League. Had oh, no you didn't idea. even had known that. Well, no because idea. his beard wasn't there well, yet. Yeah, he was clean shaven at that point, but... Uh, I had a had a buddy, Chris Dickerson, who also played in the big leagues, reach out to me. He said, do you remember Brian Wilson? And I, when he said Brian Wilson, I just wasn't thinking of that Brian Wilson. I was like, who is Brian Wilson? <laughs> who is that? And it's so, he's funny. He sent me a picture of Brian Wilson. Mormon. I was like, oh, that Brian Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> had no idea he was in a Cape Cod with us. I thought that was a great note. Yeah. Thank you to my wife for uncovering that, although anybody could have uncovered it. I'm not sure if they put that up on the board. I think they might have. In that se- you guys got your hit when I on got, the same day. When I got the hit, yeah. I think they put that up on the board in San That's Francisco. That's pretty, uh, pretty crazy right there. Yeah. Oh, they're saying day. July 19th should be Tony Gwynn Day. Does, there's that, there num- there's that number again, Number by 19. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's, that's why it spoke to me, was the 19. Yeah. Question about scoring what? real quick, Tony. Oh, go ahead. Yes. Yeah. No. Oh, do you, from Brandon, do you, if an error gets changed, a hit, or vice versa weeks later, do you go back to that game and correct it? Unfortunately, I'm a maniac. I do go back. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's maniac. It, it, happened, it happened in a Padre game where I think Cronenworth was credited with a hit like way later in the season. Oh, no, it was an error. It was an error that they gave or they didn't give to Kim or somebody. And Jesse and I knew, like, this is going to get changed at some point. It took a month or so, but eventually it got changed, and I had to go back. And Went back. And do it. Interesting. All right, let's play Good some Chris stuff. versus the fans. You can win some fabulous prizes that we'll tell you about shortly. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself. Howdy do. Now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know what you're in for. Chris versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, chance for you to uh, qualify for a grand prize. Two nights stay, Westgate, Las Vegas. Also two tickets to see Air Supply. They got a legacy, you know, that spans decades. 
And Air Supply continues to captivate hearts. Now in their 45th anniversary year, the duo continues to play more than 130 shows a year worldwide. You can join us in celebrating their music and enduring legacy May 31st, June 1st, 2024 at the Westgate International Theater. It's at the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino. Get tickets now at Ticketmaster.com. I love the way you asked that question right there. Did you know they have a link? <laughs> they do. They mean, I, I was actually not aware of it I until know, I, I don't know this. why that tickled me so much, but I thought that was hilarious. pretty funny. Glad you liked it. Because <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, the Westgate Las Vegas Resort and Casino features newly designed premier rooms, part of their $70 million room renovations. That's where you get legendary Vegas fun. Rules. The rules, you have to make it through three questions. Each question will get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get it wrong and Chris gets it right, you're eliminated. But if Chris gets it wrong, then you move on to the next question or you win. If you're a first-time player, thank you, guys. Please tell us before the first question, and you will get that question for free. Bueno. Bueno. Let's get to our first contestant of the afternoon. Eric, come on down. Hey. How are y'all doing? We're Pretty doing good. well. How about yourself, Eric? Doing well. Um, just real quick. So the dude was talking about Padres wanting to go to a game, getting silver. Oh, yeah. I did a 90-day reset. Um, I did attend a Padres game, love baseball. Go with your support system. There you mm. go. Good. Yeah, there if, you you're, go. if you're going to go, have the people there that are supporting you. be a lot easier. That's what I did. Don't deprive yourself of Padres baseball. You know, I'm with you. Make it fun. Enjoy yourself. Go with your support system. I'm with you. Good words, Eric. Good words. And if this person is listening, which I told them we were going to talk about it, but just uh, take some AA friends. Go out there and just be yourself. And if you have to leave, leave. It's not a big deal. I've left many a places because I was uncomfortable. But good stuff, Eric. Thank you for saying that. All right, let's get to the game. First question. What color jersey is worn by the winners of each stage of the Tour de France? Thank you. Uh, yellow? Yellow is correct. On to question number two. What is the name of the movie about the Boston Red Sox, <laughs> which, is fe- which features, and he tells us all the time, Don Orsillo? Uh, oh, uh, I thought you were Peter Pitch. Did you guys like that movie? I did. It was all right. It was good. I thought it was very good, actually. Jimmy Fallon, right? So I grew up kind of a Sox fan. Oh, so you, you should know this one. one. Yeah, no, that was a good one. All right, I well like done. the whole thing where they do the um the the lottery for the season tickets. That is pretty cool. <laughs> that is pretty cool. I would love to have like some friends that like were maniacs about a team. The way his for his whole group. You have it. one friend who's a maniac about a team right <laughs> over it's here. A, it's a team I don't like though, so it's different. <laughs> what? It's 49ers. You're a maniac. I know. They filmed the end because they were expecting the Red Sox to lose, so the the end part had to sort of be filmed like on the spot because they were expecting it to be like another loss, another oh here comes another season. But they won the World Series, so the the part at the end where they go on to win the World Series at the very end that wasn't actually scripted because they had to do that not expecting it to happen That's i did hear about that, that. eric giving us uh, insight yeah here. how about very, that very good here we go question number three what mlb player holds the record for most rbis as a shortstop shortstop's one word there buddy is that ever uh, total or like in a season uh career career 
career. Most career RBIs yes. by a shortstop. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a oh tough man. one, I think. Because guys, sw- guys switch positions. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm giving Eric extra time because of his great knowledge. I want to say Cal Ripken Jr., but I I feel like that's not right. You got him. You gave him wow. wow. <laughs> You, that was so unlikely that you were going to get that. You 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 got it right on. You you, you took the right tact. You mentioned no, because I was like guys switch positions, but yeah. I felt like the guy played what two million it, it, games. At that's that's so. why it was a good good guess. Nice because job, Eric. I think probably, Alex Rodriguez had a lot more RBIs, but he didn't have them all as a shortstop. No, that's right. He moved Mostly to third, third base. Baseman. Very good. Hang on the line there, Eric. Well done, Eric. That was one of our better contestants in uh, quite some time. Not good only contestant? all three. Not only all three questions answered correctly, but a little knowledge dropped. Not only a little knowledge dropped, but it also some great advice for our, uh, and advice. our, our sober uh, listener. That right. is Eric, true. Eric, you know, Tony's driving to spring training tomorrow. Do you want to just do the show? I mean, <laughs> Sorry, really? I'll put Eric on hold. Oh, he's, right. he's not there. He's very good. He did a great job. All right, there goes another edition of Chris vs. the Fans. Another opportunity. I don't know if we'll get one tomorrow. I was going to ask Are you, you guys give some questions break? to Adam Klug to read. I, want, I as a matter of fact, we might need to give tune some in. questions to Adam Klug. I want to hear him be the question reader tomorrow. Come on, yes, Spray. you can do it. I, I think Adam Klug should just not show up because you what? called him a tablecloth. I didn't call him a tablecloth. <laughs> yes, I called his shirt a tablecloth. That's a big he difference. It didn't look like a tablecloth. Though. It, the, 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 he even admitted after looking at well, it. Well, he a little bit. did. You see how hurt he was by it. He the only way out of that was to agree and remove himself from. The situation. <laughs> if you want to see Adam Klug's very nice shirt, you can go to at 973 The Fantasy on X. It's a nice shirt. It is a nice shirt. I would wear it. And Chris would call it a tablecloth. I got sad news for Alabama football fans. On the right, other yeah, side? Yeah. I think this is really sad. I'm personally taking it to heart. Man. Tell That's you about it on the other when side. we come back after a check of traffic on Gwen and Chris. Tony, there are doubts everywhere about the A's because here's the one thing that they have proven themselves adept at, being completely incompetent. You know, I was talking with somebody yesterday uh, doing a story on expansion, and, you know, the, the A's came up because the A's need to be in place in Las Vegas in order for MLB to expand two more teams, which is looking like it's going to be 2030 or so. But, uh, you know, this person who's been dealing with the A's is like, do they do they know what they're doing? Like, is, is this a joke? <laughs> the whole process has been messed up from the start. You know, dating back 20 years to them trying to get a stadium in Oakland, failing to do so, and now they're going to go to Vegas, and all of a sudden it's going to be smooth sailing in a city that really hasn't shown a lot of desire to have you. Uh, The entire thing from the beginning, Tony, has been a disaster, and if this thing fell apart, it would surprise absolutely nobody. Now, Jeff wasn't talking to me there. I know you heard him say Tony there at the end. Yes, Jeff Passan. Jeff Passan was not talking to me. However... Um, he did get off a couple shots there. I mean, those are you can't even classify those as strays. Those are direct shots. Yes, uh, the they, nobody there. knows what they're going to do because they have no idea what they're doing. <laughs> I, I mean, first of all, I mean, he brings up a bunch of good points because I've heard some of the same things, at least in the baseball circles, like the the idea that all of a sudden business is going to be run in a way that is that lends people to believe that there's a competent businessman on the other end. 
as Jeff seems kind of laughable at this point. And we already heard from the mayor in Las Vegas. I know she had to backtrack a little bit, but those feelings right. are, are, are being those shared, are real it sounds feelings. like. Yeah. She said we don't want them, and then she kind of had to backtrack a little because there's still a possibility Las Vegas will get them. I don't know. The A's have done a good job in only one area that I can think of, and that's the broadcast booth where they brought Jenny yeah. in and, you know, they got Dallas Braden there. And, you know, <laughs> but I mean, other than that, I mean, off the on the field, they're a disaster. Off the field, they're the worst organization in baseball. And, uh, yeah, I think Passon's bringing up a good – Scraby and I are rooting for chaos here. Yeah, we I don't all know what you, Oh, you are too. Yeah. I mean, I, I want expansion. I would like to see them somehow stay in Oakland under different ownership that, you know, cares about baseball and can find a way to keep them in a city that really loves them. I mean, the A's won, you know, four World Series championships. You know, it's hard to believe, but three in a row in the 70s and then again under our man LaRussa – in 1990 or 89. So, you know, it's not like that is a totally, you know, franchise with no history. They've, I, they've you know, they got a history. They just need to, somebody to help them get back to it. You're talking about change in ownership. I, you know, one thing that could get an owner who has no interest in selling off of that, uh, off of that game plan is to not let him move where he wants to move and have to stay where he's at. Right, um, that because could, if he stays in Oakland, no one's going to support that team, right? right? Right, I would think not. I yeah. would think not. Or maybe it does. What ultimately, I think everybody wants is the new stadium to be, you know, opened up in Oakland. Uh, yes, they, they've had a bunch of different renderings, and that has seemingly gone nowhere by the time it's time for both sides to sit down and talk. But I, I think ideally, that's what everybody, if this Vegas thing isn't going to happen wants to happen. I would also like to see, you know, Vegas get a baseball team if, you know, it's deemed that Vegas really wants one. Right, cuz it, it, it get a it, team that has a chance to succeed. Does it feel like Vegas doesn't actually want a team? It it kind of feels I'm like not that. Sure. Maybe, they, I don't know if they don't want that, a team or they don't want they want, this owner. Right. That's that's what my other my other uh point was going to be was that Right. Maybe it's that they just are lukewarm on on the owner. I think they are. Yeah, that's um it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. Remember, they, they don't have a place to play beyond this year. and Nowhere. The stadium is, is going to open in, what is it, 29? 28, I 28. believe, if all goes well. So, yeah, if all and goes well. And not going well. Usually doesn't go well when it comes to construction. Right. Um, and so it'll be interesting. I mean, who I know Sacramento has reached out in terms of being a place where Oakland could play beyond, you know, 2024. Keeps yeah. them close. Keeps them close. Uh, but it's hot there, though. It's just, you just see. It just seems like that game plan would have already been taken care of if this was any other team. But they have no idea. I mean, <laughs> oh. how do you go into a season? I mean, and how many people are going to actually go to A's games this year in Oakland? It's hard to imagine. Hard to imagine. A lot too many. Yeah. Uh, here's my reasoning why Alabama fans are sad today. The Crimson Tide announcing that they're replacing. Their football broadcaster of 35 years, Eli Gold, has been told he will not be coming back as a member of the Alabama football broadcast crew. All he's done is call seven national championship games, 11 Southeastern Conference titles, and 35 bowl games. Eli Gold, I believe, is a legend in Alabama. He told AL.com, 
that he has no plans to retire. He also says that none of this, and he says it's capital N-O-T, not at all health-related. Uh, he wanted I'm to very make, healthy. He wanted to make that point Everything's clear. wonderful. Yes, I'm healthy as a horse. So, at least in his mind, the notion that they're getting rid of him because he's, quote, lost his fastball as a broadcaster. Wait, is that what they said? I'm sorry. No, was, they didn't say that. Okay. I'm that's a, that's a term. That. I yeah. That's I a term. No, I know, I know. But I'm assuming, you know, I think if you look at a guy and you say, well, he's 70 years old, they're taking him out as a broadcaster, maybe they're saying they're kind of intimating that he's lost his fastball. He's making it clear that he doesn't feel that that's the case. Anyway, they've got a new guy that's going to replace him. Uh, his name is Chris Stewart. I wish him the best. It's very difficult stepping in for a legend, especially when maybe the school or Crimson Tide Sports Network wants to make a change. But I doubt that the fans wanted one. I, I, I have a question about like making a change. Mm-hmm. When did it become like you can't decide who broadcasts for you anymore? Because that's that's what they're doing, right? They're they, they're saying that they don't want him to broadcast right. them for them anymore. They want a new guy. But why, like, guys like, I guess, throughout the country, play-by-play guys who are being let go are always mad about it. It's like They're allowed to be I, mad no, about it. I get it. why they're mad about it. But been what doing I'm it for 30, he's been doing it for half of his what life. What I'm trying to say. I feel like, you know, as I get a little older, I start. You can move start, on as a company. But Nobody's yes, saying you can. that you can't. Yes, you can. But that doesn't mean that people, especially I think in this guy's position, Eli Gold's position, I get a little older. You start thinking about, you know, how how old are you going to be before somebody says, we no longer want you. And a lot of people who are told that feel like they're very capable of continuing to do the job they're being replaced for. I don't think nobody I don't think anybody is saying teams or whoever can't hire who they want to. Sure. The conversation is coming from the people who are being let go. And my guess is there going to be a bunch of Alabama fans who, you know, are crazy about seeing him go. Now, I'm sure there's a, also a, a Probably of, a few didn't th- like him th- and th- they're, they're happy like, they're making 100%. a change. I don't think this is like Teams are now not allowed to hire who they want. I think nowadays what happens when you fire somebody, there's platforms out there for them to let you know, I'm not happy about this. And I understand that, so, for sure. So, you know, I can't be – how long has he been doing it, Chris? 35. That's a long time, Half man. his life. He's 70. He's 35 wow. for 35 on bowl games. He's seven national championships. I mean, he's a broadcaster, but he's been been through some pretty good times. Yeah. That Alabama. I wonder if he was a Nick Saban guy. Well, I can't imagine he Nick, wasn't. Though, right? He was, was there before say, Nick, oh, but true. I can't imagine Nick. Yeah, Nick hated him. <laughs> Can you <laughs> no, imagine no, him like, staying around <laughs> under I mean, those like, circumstances? He married, and so the school's like, this is our chance to get his guy out, but oh, it didn't work that way. No, I don't think so. Uh, unless you got something, I'll give away those Padre tickets. Yeah. All right, we've got Padre tickets to spring training. Uh, Scraby, I don't have a read with me here. On today's sheet. That would be unfortunate. So I can't make this <laughs> up. I just know that we are giving away oh my gosh, some, you don't have it. some Padre tickets to spring training. Stall, I got it for you. <laughs> stall, um, stall. All right. Well, what we'll do is I'll give you a trivia question. If you call in now, you're going to not be chosen. I got it. So wait, wait until the question is asked. Before you call in to answer it. Walking the phone line. 833-288-0973. But like I said, if you call now, you're going to have no chance of winning, so don't waste your time. And when you call in, have an answer ready. Don't go, 
Uh, what was the question, Scraby? Because <laughs> he really doesn't like that. He's not a fan. He's not a fan. Uh, you well, want to read the? Yeah. So you, if uh, you call in right now and you and you are selected and you win, you will win a pair of tickets to see your home team in a spring training game at Peoria Sports Complex, and you're qualified for the grand prize. Flyaway trip for two, including spring training tickets, a Southwest gift card, and a one-night hotel stay made possible by Peoria Sports Complex. Visit PeoriaBaseball.com. All right, again, wait until the uh, question has been asked before you start dialing in. The first person with the correct answer will win. As you might imagine, the all-time record for most triples in one season by a San Diego Padre is held by Tony's dad. He holds almost all of the records, so that's not surprising. Uh, Tony's dad had 13 triples in 1987. What former Padre matched that number of triples and co-holds the record with Tony's dad? All right. First of the year. Huh? Sorry. Can you give him the year? Nope. Okay. No. You don't get the year. Don't get the year. Sorry. What former Padre matched Tony's dad with... A total of 13 triples in one season to share the club record. First person with the correct answer, 833-288-0973. As Tony likes to say, go. Brandon scores the uh, Padres spring training tickets. Well done, Brandon. He said he knew this one. He said it was just ingrained in his head. Uh, The co- Go ahead. Listening to the Padres broadcast. Hey, did you mention it? Do no, you recall I, ever mentioning the it? The TV broadcast. Yeah. Mud is obsessed uh, Mud with Cat. triples. He loves triples. Uh, you had 23 triples, by the way. I just Whoa. looked this up. Not bad. Michael Jordan triple. Yeah, you had Michael Jordan <laughs> amount of triples. Uh, Dave Roberts, uh, the Dodger manager, is the guy who co-holds the Padre single-season record with uh, Tony's dad, 13 apiece. You had six was your uh, high-water mark. Yeah. Mr. Junior. Yeah. Uh, that was with the Padres one year, and also you did that with the the hated Dodgers. Oh, I'm seeing a bunch of people in the chat. Answer my call. I'm sorry. I didn't look at the chat. <laughs> well, we can't answer your call. We already had a winner. Yep. Win a winner, chicken dinner. Yeah. All right. Uh, 439 is the time. It's Chris. It's Tony. It's Scraby. It's Gwen and Chris. It's 97.3. The fans still to come in the 5 o'clock hour. Tony and I discuss... The retirement that was announced earlier today by Eric Hosmer. We'll uh, get into that a little bit later on, but right now, Scraby will get mad if I don't check traffic and go to his big five. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one... The only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, the Odyssey app lets you jump back to the moments you missed on 97.3 The Fan. While you're listening to 97.3 The Fan, you can see what you missed and click click to listen on demand. Missed a guest? Feature? Or if something crazy that happened from earlier, we've got you covered. Oh. Download the free Odyssey app, search 97.3 The Fan, and tap earlier today to get started. I also put some really thoughtful captions on our chapters as well. So you can go over and see that. Number five. Let's start with 
you, Darvish. And something I saw online earlier, I was looking for some Big Five stuff this morning, and in my searching, I saw this title from a Dodgers fan website, and the title of the article was this. Quote, you, Darvish's comments already prove the Dodgers are in the Padres' heads. End quote. So naturally, I clicked on it to see what was written, see what you said to get into the Dodgers to get in his head. And then I had to click on another another news source because the Dodgers site didn't really give me anything. But I found this quote on the other news source. Quote, things are getting even... This is you, Darvish. Things are getting even more exciting with the Dodgers signing of Otani and Yamamoto. We want to outper- outperform them as much as possible. End quote. Chris... Do you think was this, this a Dodger fan that had the original quote that got you looking at this article? It was a Dodgers fan website. Website, okay. Chris, do you think this signals the Dodgers being in the Padres' heads? Scared to death. <laughs> I mean, you Darvish didn't say anything like that. He just said that it's interesting that Yamamoto and Otani may play in the games in Korea. Yeah. What does that have to do with the Dodgers being in the Padres' head? The reason the Dodgers would be in the Padres' head is not because of anything Darvish said. The reason they might be in their head is because they've won about 90% of the regular season games over the last three years. You know, Padres got that playoff, and uh, we all love and cherish it. But, yeah, they might be in their heads a little just because they've beaten them so often. I mean, I I think that would be natural. I don't think there's any... You know, of course, a Dodger fan's going to make a big deal out of it. But. I was about to say, I mean, they, they, they're they going to say, you could say the sky is, is blue, and they'd be like, ah, the Dodgers are in your oh, head. Yeah, you're so thinking Dodgers, about blue. There's the Dodger blue up there. I yeah, mean, that's these just, are Dodger fans' websites. Why right. do you go to these things? <laughs> yeah, why, why are you on that? Get screen? out of there. I'm telling you, when I go through my news on my phone, it always pops up with something like that, like... Just stupid stuff on my Google News. Yeah. Well, you just said it was stupid, so move on from it. Jeez. And away from it. Oh my goodness. Well, I I, I, I I think the Dodgers are in your head, Chris, because you're very angry about that. Fair this. point. Fair point. All right. I'm let's... feeling rather blue today. Okay. Oh, the Dodgers are in your head. Yes, they are. Damn right. Number four. At least we don't have to wear those baseball pants. That's all I the care sheer, about. The sheer pants? Yes. I also got a text message from someone. It, it's becoming hilarious how many people are making fun of these pants. All right. Diamondbacks, they just went to the World Series. Ken Kendrick, their owner, is now putting down the gauntlet to the city of Phoenix. Here is Ken Kendrick talking about the future of the Diamondbacks in Arizona. Well, we... <laughs> We, we aren't having those conversations. There are, there are opportunities available. You know, there are other cities that would covet having Major League Baseball. I mean, it's not like I'm, you know, speaking out of school to say that. And those names, are, they're prominent cities uh, that would love to have a Major League team. We're not in dialogue with those communities, but, you know, we, we are aware of what is going on. There, there is likely to be, in time, an expansion of our sport to a couple of additional cities. Cities are letting uh, MLB know their interest. Their interest in getting a team is specific. Uh, they would be happy with a brand new franchise, but they would certainly be very happy, you know, with frankly a successful existing franchise. It's not where we are spending time or energy. Uh, uh, we All right, that. I've heard enough of Ken Kendrick. <laughs> By the way, if you were to say. What does an MLB owner look like? It's Ken Kendrick. Just look up a picture of him. Every owner looks like that. <laughs> also, 
Except for the Padres owner, because oh, yes. he doesn't. No, honestly, he doesn't. But okay. at the the X account for the Diamondbacks is also one of the most high school things I've ever seen. It's at PHNX underscore D-backs. Like, come on, people. Get a real account. All right. So with that all said. I hung up on their account name. Uh, Tony, <laughs> is this... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Are, are these um, shakedown attempts going to work for these teams? This is a negotiation, and this is you know par for the course. Um, this is it's funny, right? Because they were asking for Mr. Kendrick was asking for a stadium last year. Like they just got a stadium like 20 years ago, right? It's, it's been a little longer than 20. I'm gonna look it up. Chase no, it's about 20. You're about right. You're about right. A little over 20. Either way, according to him, the stadium is um, not up to par. And I and I will say, they they used to have this kind of cool scoreboard thing that was up in the right left field corner. Okay. They completely don't even use that anymore. Like, it's just up there. Some of the light bulbs mm-hmm. work. Some of them don't. 1998. 1998. And you would think that getting to a World Series may, you know, that usually was like plan A. Get to a World Series if you want a a stadium. Um, But it doesn't seem like that is moving in that direction at all right now in Arizona. And it it brings up an interesting case for Major League Baseball. They want to expand two teams, but Arizona moving to one of those cities isn't expansion. It's just a relocation. So now, if they were to move out of Arizona, are you putting another team back there? Or are you going to one of the many cities? I know Salt Lake City is building a, a nice facility. They want to bring a baseball team there. I, I think Major League Baseball is going to have some decisions to make here. Not a, not not even discounting the A's situation that is not even fully clear yet. But I think this is par for the course, man. What was your actual, exact your actual question? Are, are these shakedown attempts going to work? I don't know. In today's climate, they may not. Yeah. Uh, Matt says that it's a dump. I've never been there, so I don't it's know. It's not the <laughs> Really? <laughs> Matt, I didn't want to say it, but <laughs> Matt's already said it for me. Wow. It, it's not a... It's not... State of the art. No. Oh, it's, wow. not even, it's not even whatever below state of the art is. Hmm. They, I mean, this, Take this care of your stadium, stadium has had issues for a while, not just from a, um, a viewing standpoint. They had... So many issues with the grass from the time they built that stadium, which is why two years ago they finally decided to move to the synthetic stuff. And I don't know. I can see why people call it a dump. (laughs) I I enjoyed playing baseball in that stadium. Well, you, you also played when it was new. I guess 26 years is a long time for a stadium, but not long. It wasn't brand new when I was playing in it. 2008? 2010, 2011, 2012, uh, 13, like 13, 14 years 14. old. 14. All right, jeez. I called Tony old and he didn't like it. <laughs> Chris, are these shakedown attempts by owners going to work? I'm going to call Ken Kendrick old. He's 80 years old. Uh, huh. So if you're the Phoenix area and you don't like his, quote, shakedown attempt, be patient. <laughs> <laughs> Did that just happen? Did that just happen? Be patient. All right. Um, look, I. it's easy for me to say this because it's not my city, but it bothers me when a billionaire starts claiming that he can't, you know, afford a new stadium. Can't he you can, put, like, a different person out front to say this stuff for you? Right. It, it just doesn't go, look good. It doesn't. It just doesn't. He's a billionaire. 
He's, you know, been owner of the managing general partner of the team for 20 years. I'm sure he's made more money than he'll ever know what to do with or ever need at this point of his life. So I will give them. I'm not a big fan of these shakedown attempts, but I do think that Tony's right. There's a negotiation that has to take place, and this is part of it. I guess I have a solution for them. They could take all the money that they make on the beer sales that they extended (laughs) and put that back into stadium improvements. So there you go. They were one of those teams, Chris. Number three. Let's go to football for a second. Let's talk about Justin Fields and his future because he did the whole thing where he unfollows the team he plays for on Instagram. And then when Fields was broached about the subject, he initially responded with a joke. He said, why do people take social media so serious? But then he ended up going on and saying, quote, I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollowed the Bears and the NFL. I'm not trying, just trying to have football on my timeline. I'm about to go on vacation. I don't want to see no football. I heard end that. Quote. Um, so, Chris, you're up on this one. As an athlete, does unfollowing your employer open you up to questions? I guess it does because you're asking the question. <laughs> so. I, I, I think it's a pretty simple thing for these guys you unfollow your employer yeah what's I mean, going on i don't really know why you would do it there's really no need you just can you can still follow them and just not look at all this stuff it's a much easier way to do it it doesn't open you up to as much scrutiny i i just think the bears are making a big mistake if that's what they want to do i yeah, i would keep I this agree. guy and i would trade down and i would get marvin harrison and i'd go to work from there i get some better coaches if need be to work with him and try to rein him in a little bit but I've seen this guy be incredibly tough to stop. Uh, not often, but I've seen it, so I know it's there. They just got to bring it out of him more often. So that's my thing on Justin Fields. But it's probably not a great look to unfollow your employee. I mean, if I unfollowed 97.3 at FanSD, I think maybe would anybody one, or, know? one or two people would ask a question if they knew. But who are the losers that are checking out if Justin Fields is just following his team. The same losers that are in the comments uh, saying whatever they're saying. Oh, is this why you unfollow the team? <laughs> um, I, I think you are opening yourself up a question, which is why I say don't follow him from the beginning. Just don't no, even go on social good. media. Then you, then you don't well, have to worry it's easy about. for you to say, yeah, Scraby. I mean, you, you say it every day and you're media. on it every minute. On vacation, I can... I can put away X Here's on vacation. If you won't Justin be able Fields to. is telling us that the Bears are the only team he follows, so that way he doesn't see any football on his feed. Cool, I I, I'm, I can get down. So with he's that. not going to hear. He's not going to see any college football. <laughs> he's not going to see any of the other NFL teams. I, I think what he's saying, he doesn't want to see his name in the trade rumors. That that's I can really understand that. Been the talk of really the NFL. There's no more games, so they're talking about the draft. Which has everything to do with him. Yeah, so I get why yeah. he's like, I don't want to see it. But your question is, should you expect questions yes. when you unfollow your team? Absolutely. And, you know, I, I would advise you can be in the know on everything your team is doing. But you don't have to follow. And that way, if you know, if you're feeling some type of way, you're having a bad day, or you actually don't want to play for that team anymore, you don't have to answer these questions. Um, you guys actually... Did made a mistake, and you followed Adam Klug after like four years of working with him. So now you can't unfollow him, or else I will be checking have, every single day. I have no issues 
with unfollowing Adam and him knowing <laughs> it. I don't, need, I don't need to follow Adam Klug. I did so, but I mean, he kind of gets in touch with me about 12 <laughs> times a day to begin with. So I, I, I do appreciate that. Really matter a lot. Adam has worked here for over five years, and you guys just followed him like a I, month ago. Because that's not, that, it's a it's, little fair to say that, but I only follow somebody when their name like pops up in front of me and I click I the follow button. I'm 100% with I that. never look around for anyone. I didn't even so. know Adam was following me until you said yeah. that. We, we actually were talking about this like a month ago, and I never brought it up because it never was the right time, but... You guys are mean. Number two. Wait, did we really just start following this? this like recently. recently. <laughs> like Adam came in and was like, you want to hear something funny? And I was like, what? He was like, I've been following Tony for like five years. And he just he just followed me back. Or he doesn't follow me. And Chris just followed me. Type I promise of thing. I didn't know. All right. How much does how much money does Caitlin Clark make? Well, she makes more than some NBA players and currently ranks 40th among the top 100 NIL personalities with an annual valuation of around $818,000, making her the fourth richest women's college basketball player. These figures actually place her ahead of some well-known NBA players in terms of NIL earnings, such as Jordan Miller of the Clippers and Minnesota's Jalen Clark. So, Tony, do you think NBA players should make more than NIL athletes? Yes. Ah, I don't know. Depends on, I guess, the athlete and the name and likeness that we're talking about. I did see that Adam Silver, you know, they have the uh, Ignite team that really, prior to the NIL thing that came came out, what, last year, um, was kind of the NBA's version of that. They're talking about disbanding that now because the kids they were getting for that Ignite team probably are more likely to go to college now because the NIL is so lucrative. And so... Um, I think the pros ultimately should be paid more, but the difference here is you're, those student athletes are being paid for their name and likeness. The pros are being paid for their production and mm-hmm. what they're bringing on the actual court. So, if we're talking the actual game itself, yes, the pros should be paid more, but that's not what NIL is. Chris? Caitlin Clark's a one of a kind, so yeah. I, I don't know that she applies to too many discussions, but in this case, go girl. Get what you can. She's doing a lot for a lot of other young yes, women she too. Is. So, still can't believe what you said about Ken Kendrick. It was a little harsh. Uh, we don't need to do number one. It was about the uniforms. We've already talked about Major League Baseball uniforms. They don't look good. And if you want, just go look up Shohei Otani in his picture, and you'll see why. All right, when we get Squint. back, don't look too squ- wide. Old, yes, wide please. <laughs> when we get back, the top news stories of the day on ninety-seven three, the fan.